Hello, and welcome to Inspectech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Péloquin, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I'm welcoming two guests, Dr. AJ Fasupuletti and Michael Turnbow of UGA Technologies. AJ and Mike are the perfect duo for what they offer, a PhD with an engineering background and an NDT veteran with over 40 years of experience. Together, they are creating UGA Technologies, a company that aims to change the way the NDT performs key tasks through the power of technology by connecting NDT professionals, clients, and technologies all over the world. Today, AJ and Mike share with us their stories, their mission, and the challenges they hope to fix in our industry going forward. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation just as much as I did. Well, AJ and Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome to Inspectech. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I always like to start uh, with uh, the same question. So we all know that NDT is a very niche and kind of unknown industry. And it's always fun to hear about uh, how one can find out about uh, this industry. So maybe starting with you, AJ, how did you find out about NDT? Uh, 10 years ago, um, prior to 10 years ago, I didn't even know what NDT was. Um, I absolutely had no idea what it is. Um, of course, we were very familiar with the methods and the technology from an engineering background. Uh, but um, what, one day, we, I got a call from a friend saying, hey, there is this company that has some radiographs and they want to digitize this and they need some help in digitizing it. I'm like, why mm -hmm. is a company sitting on radiographs? <laughs> and uh, that was really my first exposure uh, where I, we said, hey, let's find out. We drove down to Michigan and saw this warehouse full, like over 12, 13 million sheets of x-rays sitting out there. And like, wow, oh, wow. <laughs> this is what they <laughs> do with film here. So that was my first exposure where I was like, oh, I guess people do manufacturing and NDT is the term there. So that's a real introduction for me in terms of uh, radiography in industry and NDT. Right, right. From the engineering background, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And how about you, Mike? I know that uh, in the, I know you have uh, lots of um, experience and expertise in NDT, but where did it start? <laughs> oh, Emily, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of like all the stories I've been in this business over 40, 40 something years, wow. and I, I, I ask that same question all along the way. I've worked with a lot of people. I've, I've, I've tried to recruit people, and the bottom line is, here's my story, and I think it's pretty classical with every everybody else. 
Um, and I'm going to try to make this just a little bit funny. I, I, in high school, I was a drummer. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I want to go to college. I want to be an industrial engineer. So I, I'm, I guess I'm pretty fair at drumming. I try out and I get a scholarship to play in the band in college. Wow. So, so it helps me get through school and I'm a drummer. And I have this little dream of being a rock and roll drummer, running around the country, making lots of money, having fun and music, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that didn't work out. That didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I graduate, industrial engineer, get, get my first job in 1974 at Chicago Bridge and Iron in Birmingham, Alabama. This was right at the beginning of the nuclear buildup where we were starting to build nuclear power plants. And uh, I'm pretty excited about my career because I, I like my studies. I get this job with this company. Uh, they put me through an engineering program. I end up in what's called quality assurance department. All of us mm -hmm. engineers had to spend time in every department in the plant before they actually got a job. At the end of all this, I'm making this story short, the gentleman over that, for some reason, he calls me in. I don't know why it's fate, gift from God. I call it a gift from God today. He calls me in, his name's Francis Berry, and says, hey, Mike, I'd like you to come to work for me. We need some folks in the non-destructive testing area. And I What's said, that? Emily, exactly. <laughs> what in the world are you talking about? Yep. I, mean, I, I mean, I've been through school and I don't even, I've never heard that word. He, he smiled, laughed. And he said, sit down, I'll tell you. So he gave me a little five minute thing. <clears throat> he moved a desk into his office in front of his desk, which is a little weird. And then, so I set up business and he starts sending me off doing things in MBT, MTPT, UTRT. Uh, and then I hear him on the phone talking, and this man is the president of the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. Oh, wow. I am working for a dude that's a president of something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he sure, sure knows about it, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to fast forward you really, really fast. That, that's my interesting beginning. I love that man. We stayed contact. I went and seen him. Uh, just a few days before he passed because I loved him that much and what he had done for me and my family. So everybody needs a mentor. Oh, yeah. And a guy like that, it, it's just incredible. Matter of fact, I'm tearing up a little now. So let's let's move on. <clears throat> I say, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, thanks for sharing that. I mean, that that's that's absolutely right. I mean, in NDT mentors are are everything, aren't they? Like, it's really needed. And for such a small industry, it's... Uh, it's, it's really important. It is. So I moved on from there. And, and just, just to ch try to finish up this for the listeners that's uh, maybe looking for a, uh, a career. Yeah. I was supposed to be an industrial engineer. Never done a day of industrial engineering in my life. <laughs> I got into the NDE business from that start right there. I moved on to other companies. I've got to tell you, I'm probably the luckiest guy in the world. We built reactor vessels there at CBI. I went on to combustion engineering and built some more. I built, I helped build the reactors for the carriers that's protecting our nation. The Reagan, wow. the Washington, the Roosevelt, and the Lincoln. I touched wow. all those reactors and all those people at those companies. We put those together. They're out floating around, and they're working wonderfully. Uh, I then, the commercial reactors, I then went into construction. So I went into construction okay. in my career to take the reactors we built in the shops and put them in power plants in construction in the field with Tennessee Valley Authority. Got those built, and then I moved into operations. For the last part of my career, I was uh, doing in-service inspection on nuclear power plants. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to stop right there as far as my life is almost as good as I wanted it to be is 
as if I had been a rock and roll drummer. <laughs> I'm sure you traveled uh, uh, at least as much as you would have on a rock, rock and roll band. Because <laughs> typically... Because of my job, I've been to 22 yeah. countries. I've served, wow. I've served as president of ASNT. I've served as a U.S. delegate to ISOM uh, standards developments. And I've been to 22 countries. I've been to all of the world conferences since 1996. Wow. And I've made friends everywhere, which brings me to an answer in a minute on the one of the, one the later answers to some questions here. Uh, I've been blessed with experience to get to have good experiences with good people. And I want to do my best to give back now. So that's my I love story. that. I love it. And that's exactly why I wanted you on the show as well. And, you know, it's, it's very inspiring for people who are starting. Um, I feel like people who might have an interest into NDT need to hear this. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a common story in the sense that a lot of people, they make their entire career out of, of this, but it's, it's a very fulfilling one. And uh, so, yes, thank you very much for, for sharing what, uh, where you've been and how you heard about it and where it led you, because uh, that is, uh, yeah, that, that's something that is possible in NDT. And I think that's why it's such a special industry, really. So going, coming back to uh, what you're doing now uh, with UGA Technologies, uh, can you, can you uh, describe a little bit what uh, UGA is uh, trying to do or what it is uh, for our listeners? Absolutely. Let me take that, Emily. Um, so UGA Technologies, you know, the name started off from the perspective of uh, we all meeting up together in Chattanooga, and that's how we got UGA as the name. Uh, the pro we basically the group got together you know covid was in middle of the whole world we we started this concept before covid but um it covered through some monkey wrenches into this uh but we didn't stop working and uh the the primary problems that we're trying to solve with this and why UGA exists is threefold. One is that we want to take the technology, the NDT market into the next level uh, in terms of um, computation, in terms of access to resources, technological resources. So uh, as we saw various, um, uh, you know, uh, inspection sites, casting facilities. The biggest challenge that they have is people and lack of level twos and level threes. Uh -huh. um, so what we, we build this platform, and this is a truly a platform where you can get access to qualified level twos and level threes on demand. So you have an excursion, you really need some help. You, you're I looking see. at something, hey, it's like phone a friend. You, call them up and get them on board and then they'll be exactly able to see what you're saying and tell you, hey, this is this exact issue that you're looking at. Right, um, right. And it can be worldwide, right? It, it doesn't can, have to be, right, the mentor that is next to you. It can be the mentor that is, you know, uh, in, on the other side of the world, really. Exactly. And that the idea here is that if there is data collected, many of the techniques now enable remote reviewing. This platform will give you that infrastructural support where somebody sitting in you know Tennessee can review something and happening in Alaska 
and um, they can tell you hey this is what i'm looking at and the guy who's an expert can really help you solve that what would normally have taken people flying in or you know several days of um, waiting could be solved in minutes the the other thing that we are looking at is helping smaller inspection companies uh, smaller facilities with IT infrastructure, high-end IT infrastructure on demand. Again, many of them are, they have computers. The most uh, NDT locations do not have an IT infrastructural support um, and they cannot afford to have it. And this is an opportunity for them to say, hey, I can get this when I need the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah it's, it's almost like uh, comparing it to a the Uber of like if you don't have or own a car because it's expensive and the insurances and the you know well you can still call it Uber and that's kind of what Uga is doing for on the IT side I don't know that's how yeah that's exactly right that is exactly right this is the Uber for that IT infrastructural thing that right. where you get a job you you have. 10 trucks, 20 trucks, 100 trucks running around and you need to collect the entire data from each truck to the base station where the guys are sitting in the office and they are level 2s and level 3s. They can review the data instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that that is a very useful technique and um, a feature that we are providing. And the last thing that and the most important thing is also that we are working with software partners NDT companies that have software that mm-hmm. we can have it on this platform and you can use that as a pay as you go or get training on these. It's it's a way for you to test out new features in a software before you go buy it or before you Absolutely. want to use it. So Absolutely. that's Uga. Very nice. A very, very good description. Thank you for that. And um, so so you mentioned a little bit what you uh, why you wanted to start the business and and the the need uh, that you saw in the industry and maybe Mike I can ask you what what made you join you know since you've been in the industry for so long and in, since you have the expertise what what made you decide to jump on board and um, uh, and, and you know what made you believe in that uh, mission of UGA? Well, you you know um, you're right with, with the the background I've had. And then uh, being involved in different societies, uh, you, you do that for free. That's, that's something you do as a passion. You don't get paid for it. Yeah. And, and that, over all those years, that mentality and getting to see the things that's going on, places where there could be improvements, people really needing some things. So with that statement, I'll say this. Uh, you know, and, and being, to, being to those different countries, and, and, and I've got friends in some 150, 60 countries because of the world conferences and i sit back and i look at all the problems there's a common thread emily it's a very common thread we've are small as if as you have started this podcast off we're a small tight-knit um profession and uh, not a lot of people know about us um i have desperately me and my friends trying to push our profession up to be more professional uh, we started a uh, school here in Chatt- Chattanooga that has an ABET accreditation. Accreditation um, ABET is Accreditation Board for Engineering Technology. It's it's world renowned. Matter okay. of fact, other other countries use use it. We have an, the only NDE school in the country here. So I, I really 
we worked hard to get that done. That was one step. Now, the UGA, back to UGA. <clears throat> I say that to say this. I wanted to bring all the things, all the mistakes I'd made, all maybe the not mistakes I made. I wanted to bring everything that I've learned over those 40 years to this platform to, to present to everybody else so that they can benefit from it. And so mm -hmm. what UGA, and when we got together talking about this, oh my gosh, it was like, fireworks going off. I got a platform. We can share information. Um, at EPRI, Electric Power Research Institute, I chaired it for 10 years. We had our own little backyard problem solver for the nuclear power industry. So, so mm -hmm. I got to do that. So, But not everybody else does. Nobody can just call up EPRI. They won't work for them. They'd only work for utilities. What if everybody had a place to call to solve a problem? So um, the, the, the uh, UGA thing uh, enticed me into seeing that that was now the possibility for people to collaborate, to get information, uh, to store data, to get a review of their data by somebody uh, halfway around the world, uh, a, 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 a whole list, a deep list. Uh, like I said, my generation is a bubble of us, and we're mm -hmm. retiring, and we've got all this experience and yeah. I've called my friends. I, obviously, I call the um, the ones I know the best and the, that are the best. And they're going to sit on this platform. And they're going to sit there and wait because they're retired. And they're mm -hmm. going to wait on a phone call to solve a problem. For anybody, anywhere, they get paid a little bit of money. They get to sit at home. They don't have to get on an airplane again. Uh, and so that's that provision. And, and I'll stop there, Emily, because the things that this platform can do, uh, we got some certification issues. We got personnel qualification, multiple files. Everybody's got to have paperwork for this cert, the ASNT cert, the ISO cert. It's different. You, one, if you have ASNT, every time you change employers, you got to start all over again. Your cert right. doesn't go with you. The ISO does, but it has its um, issues. So we we want to solve. We're gonna solve that problem too on the platform. So. Um, that's my reason for being here. I want to make this industry better, more professional. And at the end of the day, when people walk on a site that's been through this process, this new process, the yoga process, the new certification process, they're wearing a badge and everybody says, oh, my gosh, let that person in. They are highly qualified. All right. Right. No, that's great because, uh, you know, AJ, you mentioned a bit earlier that COVID might have through a wrench, you know, a little bit, but at the same time, I'm sure it also helps uh, in in seeing the need for having something that is global without necessarily um, so having the, the the knowledge, the global knowledge, without having to to travel necessarily, because now, well, it's it's not a, as easy to do so as, as we've seen, and so, um, but we have the technologies and we have the the ways to make sure we still gather that knowledge and. And we can, you know, go and, and ask a friend that is in, I don't know, Thailand or wherever um, to um, to help us with a given problem nowadays and without having to, to travel and get there. And, uh, um, you know, uh, of course, all the expenses also that come with it. So that's uh, that's a potentially some some way that COVID might have helped uh, the case here, or at least uh, sped up the process on this technology. And that is definitely something that I agree with you. I mean, some of the things that even our industry here has seen is um, we would not have done some of the things 
without covid i mean you know this entire remote inspections um we were kind of forced but once we started doing it people started liking it and saying hey we can do a lot more lot more i mean there is a need for travel for some but the the concept of collaboration can uh, definitely uh, help the industry more from a perspective of increasing efficiency mm-hmm. yeah mike you wanted to add something to that yes i did um the uh, the the idea of there's a there's a lot of you have to move around the the inspection yeah. companies have, have have trucks and they've got their ultrasonic equipment, they're ready, current equipment, they're radiography equipment. <clears throat> they have to go to the job site, right? There's no other way. You, you got right. to travel to the site. You get to the site, you get in the data, and here's the point I wanted to make now, that, that this platform, in my industry, very safety significant. We're on pins and needles all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. anybody misses a flaw, misclauses a flaw, the world gets to know about it because we're publicly exposed through the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. And we've, we've had a, a, too much of that. And so I won't get into that, but 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 the idea of and here's what brought me the biggest thing that brought me to the platform, the Uga platform. I can now have my folks, uh, my group. We did uh, seven nukes, uh, fifty nine fossil plants, twenty one hydro plants, and we run on all over the Tennessee Valley, half a million miles a year. And and at one time, all I had was a pager. To oh wow, yep. Remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I'm going to jump from pager. I'm going to jump all the way through cell phone. I'm going to go to this platform. I've talked over this. I've retired seven years ago, but I, I still work for TVA and other other utilities and other companies because of everybody needs people. You know, our, our workforce yeah. is aging. So so, so I go back to them. And I say, what if what if I had a, a system where that you guys are all out there and we're sitting here in the office with the level threes. And anybody from anywhere calls in and they have data, you crank up your computer and you're looking at the same thing that person's looking at on that pipe in that power plant way out there in Tennessee. Are you kidding? No. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not kidding. We're going we're going to get that view. So I'm gonna stop right there. The 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 idea is so incredible when you present it to the folks in the field, they go nuts. That they can have ability to share information and have multiple people help them make a decision on a some kind of weird flaw in a pipe somewhere. Right. So, so that's the excitement I got, and uh, this thing's going to this thing's going to bring something really good to the industry. Emily, I want to add a little bit to that as well. Um, you know, many times when we talk about this, people come back and say, "Hey, we can do that." Uh, maybe with current technology like remote desktops, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that um, you can see somebody else's screen sitting somewhere. So what is different with UGA with, um, when just I can share my desktop and somebody can see it? Right, right. Uh, the difference is this. In our system, in our platform, what we do is we use the power of the cloud. And the data is on the cloud, the, the software is on the cloud, the computation happens on the cloud. So the, when multiple people across the globe connect, you're not dependent on any one individual's computer and the computational power in that computer for uh, the display to happen across 
the other computers. You know, we have all I seen see. that when a mouse, if somebody, if I'm connected to your computer now, if if some reason there is a lower internet or something is blocking down your computer, that mouse mm-hmm. will take forever to get to the point where you need to click. It's almost right. like, hey, you missed it. Okay, let's go back. You spend half the time trying to get the mouse to the point where you want to click. Um, in in our situation, this is going to completely eliminate that because this is going to happen on the cloud and the data is streamed down from the cloud to you and to right. everyone. So Yeah, that's it. So as you were, I think you mentioned that this analogy at some point in the past and I actually helped me in understanding it better is having, you know, it's it's like using Netflix, for example, where, you know, if your computer is slow, you know, you can still stream Netflix and see it perfectly without really a problem unless you have a terrible connection but you know the the power is at their on their end not necessarily at your computer so it's the same thing for you guys i'm assuming that is exactly right yeah we can uh that is the advantage of streaming it to the machine and Uh so when you move a mouse uh and your end to move something or review something the others also can see simultaneously. And when we tested it across the globe, it was fantastic to see the thing. And that's a change that we are looking for is how can we improve efficiencies? Technology is great, but if you do, it can irritate you quite a bit if you don't apply it properly. That's right, yeah. We, we see it on our day-to-day. It's great when it works. Yeah, it's <laughs> so great when it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm, I'm assuming as well, you know, uh, screen sharing is great when you know the right people, but you need to know experts. You know, you need to know the experts for what you're looking for. And here on your your platform, if you have multiple experts, and again, you know, people that um, have been maybe retired for a while, but still want to contribute, still have the knowledge and, and want to share it, but don't necessarily want to go and, and hop on a plane for it. Um, that's that's also a great way to to find the expertise if you don't already have it in, you know, in, or or even if you want to um, double check that expertise or, or uh, not double check it, but you know, the more uh, more people looking at one thing sometimes helps uh, understanding or solving the problem more easily. Uh, so that's, uh, that's also a, another advantage uh, I'm seeing uh, where the um, the expertise doesn't have to be in your close circle. You can reach out even further now. And that is the, that is, uh, the biggest advantage too, yes. And um, as you build this platform and the scalability kicks in, now you're connecting truly the worldwide of NDT experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see, very, very interesting. And so where, where would you see uh, our industry going in the uh, five to 10 years from now? Where would you like to see the changes and uh, what would be your ideal scenario for five to 10 years of uh, this technology into NDT? Well, you know, this uh, everything we've talked about builds to this question. I, I love the way you set the questions up, Emily, because um, it's a pyramid. And so... Uh, it, it, we, we, we get this platform, which we never had before. We, we, we have people in the fields on a component doing an inspection in the past. They don't know what they're looking at. It's weird. It's new. And we've had this happen a lot. It happens, I guess, every day. And all of a sudden, now this person knows I can, I can go into UGA. I can take about three seconds, hit a couple of buttons. I'm on the UGA platform. 
I need an expert on, in oil and gas. Oil and gas, I have a pipe here that's made out of um, a special weld material, Inconel, and I've got a flaw. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here's five guys. And also, here's a, a library of parts that has flaws, all the flaws known to man in that kind of material. Can you imagine this? No. I yeah. used to. I couldn't imagine this. I can now. And so this person and this expert comes online immediately. One of them does. Says, hey, what can I do for you? He says, I'm out here in Texas, and I'm on, I'm on this pipe. I've got this flaw. It's Inconel. And they're sharing screens, right? So the dude sitting back home uh, in his house, uh, I won't describe it how he looks because it's not pleasant. Because <laughs> he doesn't want it to be described or seen. His wife goes through every now and then behind the screen. The guy sees it, and she yells at him and says, Will you put your pants on? <laughs> <laughs> that's the future. <laughs> that's the future. Actually, that's, that's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but get to more get back to more serious and speed this up. You can see where I'm going with this. Everything yeah. this guy in the field needs, from expertise to visual examples of this flaw, he has at his fingertips. They go through a little conversation. Do you realize what this would cost if the guy didn't have it? It's happening today, and it does it mm-hmm. in my power plants. We find this stuff all the time. We have to come out, undress. Get out of a radiation area, get all cleaned up, go to a phone, call EPRI. That's our guy. EPRI says, yeah, man, I can come help you. Gets on an airplane, flies to Tennessee, gets mm-hmm. to the airport, drives to the power plant. They all dress up. This takes about three or four days. What I just described to you, which I'm so excited about, is the reason that in, in five to ten years from now, people will have access at their fingerprints of resolutions to problems that used to take weeks to solve. And um, yeah. in addition to that, the qualification certification of people. We have fumbled with this, uh, been an ASNT guy, worked with them, I've worked with ASME, worked with ANSI. Uh, anyway, at the end of the day, we've come up with a way, we think, uh, that it's going to allow people to have a single cert that's global. I mean, it's not ISO over in Europe, and it's not uh, SNT, ASNT, ASME in the United States. It is them coming together with a global cert recognized by everybody. The paperwork is on the UGA platform, or it could be mm-hmm. on any other platform. But I'll, I'll use UGA now because we're going to make that uh, available to them. Meaning, you put your paper and stuff on our network, and somebody wants to check your credentials, they go on a website, hit a few buttons, you give them the password, you the individual. It's very secure, very protected. Can't everybody have this unless you agree to it. So you can see where I'm going with that. Five years from now, we've got that taken care of. We've got access to problem solving taken care of. We've got new technology coming down the road. Uh, we've always, AJ's going to talk about this a little more. We've got uh, medical um, inventions, and we lag behind them four or five years. Uh, that's got to that's end. We've got to take our problems, our industrial problems, take our vendors, and we go to research rooms, and we solve them now. So Emily, I'm going to stop there and say, uh, the list goes on. I could talk about that for another day or two and you ain't got the time. For, for another five to 10 years at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. the, the only thing I'll add there, Emily, is, you know, I'm like you uh, asked me before, right? My introduction to NDT is purely from an engineering background coming in mm-hmm. and seeing this. 
what surprised me in the decade that i've been in this world is that almost every technology that is here almost everything has been a hand down from the medical side um yeah uh, it's starting from digitizers digitization you know medical did it 10 years and then suddenly somebody got an idea and said hey we can use it for industrial <laughs> and, yeah. and it's it's been always lagging in my opinion coming from an outsider so to speak to see mm-hmm. how this industry has been some a technology has been shoved down handed down and then forced to uh, adapt to the needs here Mhm. Yeah. 5 to 10 years from now where I see is we're already changing that but now it's high time that they use the technology the right way for uh NDT and build equipment and infrastructure around NDT uh to make this industry uh successful. I like that. I really do. Yeah, it's true. Um and and hopefully uh we can you know it's instead of uh, as you say lagging behind uh, we can uh, look ahead and and have our own stuff prior to uh instead of uh, hand uh, me down or you know <laughs> it's we can create that we certainly have the uh smart people to do so and um and you uh, the team that you've built together you know, AJ and, and Mike together i think it's a it's a perfect combination really uh the uh, the expertise of the NDT the background but also obviously the the engineering uh background and so you can you can see the needs and solve for the needs at the same time and so i think that's uh that can make a very powerful um powerful mix there Emily one one other thing uh, on that note right there real quick in in assembling these folks we there's so many things we didn't even think about when we started started this effort and they they just come out of the woodwork other ideas and matter of fact we're having to pace ourselves and 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 worry about chasing too many things that will dilute our ability to get anything done the bottom line is is this resource of these people uh the medical thing to shift from waiting on medical to mm-hmm. to take these folks in retirement that's done this all their life and here's what the vendors could tap on these people put them in little pods expertise is ultrasonics eddy current whatever and ask them what what's what do you want next what would you do next if you could have anything you want based on what you just went through you you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. we yeah. didn't see that this resource that we're assembling has the ability to help the industry plow that new ground look ahead develop deliver and i wish some point in 5 to 10 years medical looks at ndt and says hey i like that technology <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> let's aim for that <laughs> this is great well thank you so much both of you for coming on the show and and talking about uh, what's coming uh, and what's what's there already for uga technologies um if people are interested in reaching out to you where can they do so Our website ugatechnologies.com oga technologies.com is the fantastic way um if you want to email us info@ugatechnologies.com is another way to get hold of us perfect thank you so much once again and hopefully we'll get to talk again soon thank you this is it for today's show 
I hope you enjoyed the conversation with AJ and Mike just as much as I did and that it inspired you in knowing that if you see a need in this industry, you too can contribute in multiple ways. We are such a relatively young industry and there is so much room to grow. I personally can't wait to see what the future holds for NDT. But in the meantime, if you or someone you know have a mission or a project you would like to share with us, just reach out by sending us an email at podcast at olympus.com and we'll be happy to host you and share your mission with our audience. As always, thanks for listening and thanks for contributing to keep the world safe out there. Bye for now.